Hey there, nerds. It's Gertrude, here for my contractual obligation to ask you to rate us on iTunes. I know, it's annoying. So how about this? I'll give you the time to do it right now. Go for it. Rate us. I don't care that you're driving. Just do it. Just It'll take like two seconds. Just do it. What? Oh, oh you crashed your car? Well, I guess you should have been paying more attention. There's tons of crazy drivers out there just texting and driving all over the place, not giving any consent to pedestrians. I almost got hit by a cab the other day. You know, it's crazy out there. So, did you read us? Did you do it? I'm going to haunt your dreams until you do it. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Awful Neutral. Hello, and welcome to Awful Neutral. I am your dungeon master, Damian Mercado. With me today, we have Dave Wright as... Pneumonius Rogar. <laughs> That's right. We're leaving hell. We're leaving time itself. We're focusing back on the problems in Sostagaria, bringing it back to the city of Adbar, where Rogar will be confronting his nemesis, Bill Cush Marath, and assisting him today will be Joe Camacho as... Well, hey, it's me, Gonk! That's right, Gonk Holskin. Caleb has taken a little bit of break from the show. We don't know when he'll be back, but filling in for him, we have Joe Camacho. He's going to do his best as Gonk. Uh, well, hell, I got some huge shoes to feel. Some huge turtle-sized shoes to feel. I don't envy you, Joe. But your voice sounds pretty damn good. Someone get Captain Mal for me. I just need my metaphorical mom, that's all. Um, all right, well, let's just jump right on into the episode. Last time you guys were together... Pneumonius, you were preparing for a plague. Gonk, you had just met with Bertrand Sandville. You were with Malison. You were with Chud and Captain Friedrich. You were being taken to go see the king. At least Chud and Malison were. Gonk, on the other hand, didn't really want to be part of the hoity-toity court. Didn't want to address the king of the dwarfs. He would much rather see his new friend, Pneumonius Rogar, in the USO show that was happening shortly. He figured he might be able to go even say hi to his friend, tell him to go break a leg. Captain Mao, Captain Mao, I gotta go see this play and tell Roger good luck. He's he's my new friend. I hope he can set that line of boulder dash in there. Okay, you may go. Oh, shucks, look at me talking too much. I, I, I'll best be on my way, Captain Mao. Good luck. Save me a seat. I might be showing up later. I got to go with this meeting. Tell him Colonel Stonebreaker says uh, break a leg. Oh, okay. I, I, how about I just tell him you're swabbing the deck? That's why you couldn't make it. I swear you tell him. I will not be. Do not tell him I'll be swabbing the deck. That is Bye. Something. I'll see do you later. Him, I, I'll see you later. God, damn it, total. <laughs> you hear cursing and dwarven as you walk away. As Gonk walks down towards the theater where the play will be held, he... Go ahead and roll me a perception check, Gonk. He notices as he's walking by through these streets, uh, pre-perception check, that this city seems prepared for war. 
a lot of streets are boarded up. This city looks like it might be preparing for invasions through the walls. There's many defensive settlements. They've barricaded streets in an effort to funnel the enemy. You get the feeling and there's a sense of unease. However, there is a USO show today. And this town, you get the feeling that there's at least that. People are looking forward to that. Gonk's walking down the street, super intently looking at everything because he rolled a 19 and he has a plus six so he got a 25 but it's his first time in a long time being in a major city so he's soaking in all the stuff all, all the sights all the sounds getting ready to go see his friend performing a show with another famous actor with a 26 as his head's craning around he sees and smells something in the distance it's on a rooftop now adbar is an underground city dwarven mountaintop but even so there are still hundreds and hundreds of feet until you reach the top of these massive dwarven carved caves. There are several story buildings in this merchant part of town you're in. And Gonk, you see on top of one, a were-rat. He seems to be tracking you. In fact, he sees that you see him and he takes off. Oh no, what's a poor little turtle like me supposed to do without my captain? Oh. I better look for some place to hide. Maybe, maybe get to the show a lot sooner. I can't, I can't be out in the open like this. Not, not a poor defenseless little turtle like me. Gonk will attempt his best to kind of slink into the shadows and look for the most direct route to the theater. All right, roll me a stealth check. A giant turtle with a plus one to stealth. Let's do this. Uh, he rolled an eight plus one <laughs> for a nine. Uh, Gonk, you put your head into your shell <laughs> and, and start walking. Well, it's dark in here. I, if I can't see them, they can't see me, right? At that point, you hear, after walking uh, no more than 20 feet, you hear a loud thud, and uh, followed by another thud. Uh, you take, move your head from your shell. Hello? And you see two men, uh, two actors, uh, laying unconscious in front of you. You get the feeling that uh, they uh, did not see you turning a corner. They ran into the massive walking tank that is Gonk Holskin and fell backwards and are now unconscious. Well, hell, fellas, I can see by the way you're dressed that you must be actors. Oh, no. Oh. They are dressed from the play. They're actually dressed in costume for the play that you are. They are dressed uh, as the Ghoulbusters from the play Ghoulbusters. Uh, in fact, you would recognize one of the actors. This is Fan McEnroyd, the famous comedic actor who was on Thursday Night Live for a brief period a long time ago. And next to him, you also see... Ernie Hudson, yeah, who was done dirty, but we're going to do him right on this. He was done dirty and not was like never really considered a full Ghostbuster. He didn't get like a whole arc, but we're going to do him right today. So <laughs> Ernie Hudson and uh, Dan Aykroyd are knocked out in front of you. Oh, no. A, a turtle like me can't be seen knocking out people, especially you famous actors. We got to get you to the show. You're you're supposed to play Ray and you're supposed to play Winston in the Ghoulbusters. Oh, no. We got to get you there as soon as possible. Can I try to stuff them inside my shell? Is there enough room to stuff them inside my shell so people don't see me walking with two unconscious bodies? Roll an intelligence check. Oh, God. <laughs> For some reason, I have Gronk pictured as the uh, 
or Gonk, excuse me, pictured as the as the turtle from uh, Bugs Bunny, where he has the full jet engine inside, <laughs> doing that little like hop yeah, to yeah, run. Yeah, does the little. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, eight minus one for a seven. For a seven? Um, yeah, it's worth a shot. <laughs> it's worth a shot. Have you ever tried cramming other beings into your shell before? Well, this is a whole new gonk. Oh hell! Here, here goes nothing. And I'll shove uh, uh, Ray in there first, or the, the actor playing Ray in there first. Um, you try shoving uh, another being into your shell. At that point, you realize uh, you're, you didn't, your species did not evolve to fit uh, giant uh, homin- hominids in, inside, of your, <laughs> inside of your defensive fortress. He doesn't fit well. He's kind of hanging out. He's like, you, you, there's a man who's unconscious, who, who's kind of limply. He has one arm and one leg kind of limply hanging out of like your neck hole <laughs> as you're trying to cram him in further. Can I look for a trench coat store nearby? <laughs> yes. You know what? Yes. yes, you can. Just go, go ahead and roll me. You know, don't even go ahead and roll. I, I got this. I said you were in a merchant district. Um, you look and you see a general store. It's an acme, of course. Um, Iron Beard's general store, but next to it, and you see the Elven Trench Coat store right next to it. So, you know, I don't even know why we had to mention that first store. <laughs> well, it's within striking distance. Well, I'll, he'll walk over. Uh, excuse me, uh, shopkeep. Uh, you have one giant oversized trench coat that a, a total like me could wear to maybe... N- never mind the reason, just do you have a giant trench coat? Uh, yes, we do have a giant trench coat. Uh, uh, hold on, you seem to be... You are total. You remember the shopkeeper, Conk. This shopkeeper was somebody who was very rude to you a long time ago. And you broke his arm, I believe. Oh, I see that uh, that arm's healing up nicely there, boy. Oh, yes, it is you. Um, I mean, of course we have trench coats. Please, you can have whatever you want. Just please leave my store as soon as possible. <laughs> Please. That'll be one less lump of shit on your dad. <laughs> oh, I thought you had forgotten about that. Oh, that is unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Well, everyone knows the total never forgets. I thought that was a Luxodon. What was I doing again? Thank you for trench coat. I'll be right back. <laughs> you go. He remembers that there's two unconscious humans outside. Uh, he noticed that a, a crowd has kind of started to gather. There's a crowd gathering around the two unconscious people? Two young dwarves. I'll run over to them. Oh, oh, hell! You see these guys taking a nap? That, that's crazy. That's just crazy. I, I gotta get them over to the big show. If you, uh, if I give you guys five gold coins, you promise not to tell anybody about these guys drinking too much on the job and then gonna go do a play? Oh, they was drinking too much? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, what the dwarven kids say. Yeah, no problem. Five gold, that sounds good. Um, uh, you sure, you sure these guys don't look all right? What about bleeding out of his ears? Oh, that's just, that's just normal human things. I've seen it all the time. <laughs> Roll a deception check. <laughs> a five plus zero for a five. <laughs> now, that's bullshit, mister. I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt really bad, but I, I, thank you for the gold. Oh, you're an adult. I told an adult. That's fine. <laughs> Bye. I, I will take great care of these men. You tell everybody if you tell somebody that I did a good job. You want us to tell people or not? No, no, no. <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody, but if you fuck up when you tell somebody, just let them know I did, I did the good medical thing if you fuck it up. Okay, I'm going to go tell an adult. No. <laughs> <laughs> bye. 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 
Gonk will start loading these people on top of his shell. Like he already has the one that he semi fit in there and then he'll stack uh, the actor playing Winston on top of it and then wrap the trench coat around him. So it looks like he's got <laughs> two people stacked on top of his turtle body, but they're covered by a trench coat. I'm not going to make you roll for this. I'm just going to say that for the next five minutes, Gonk is there's a scene where like Gonk is trying to balance two unconscious humans stacking them <laughs> on top of his shell. He finally is able to use the trench coat to kind of cinch them down like on top of each other. Uh, and by the way, at this point, an entire crowd has gathered around to watch this scene. But oh, well. <laughs> he is at the end. He does have his uh, little rascals, two humans and a turtle in a trench coat. Oh, well, time to make it to the show. I hope this, this rope holds up. But I'm pretty good at tying knots, though. The knots are impeccable. It is the only thing holding this homunculus together. I am one of the smartest men alive. Well, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm not a man. I'm more turtle than man, but yeah. Gonk makes his way to the theater. Meanwhile, that transporting the bodies of two of the main actors in the play allows him to get backstage. We're going to leave Gonk and we're going to focus in on Rogar. We focus in on a very gothic themed dressing room for this play. There's candles, Baroque candles all over the place, uh, an elaborate candelabra. This is the type of dramatic dressing room that a dragonborn who has mastered the dramatic arts would demand in his writer for any show. Uh, Rogar, what are you doing to prepare? Well, I'm uh, warming up my vocals, of course, <laughs> with little bits of fire going out. That's why the candelabra is lit. And, uh, well, I like to just kind of kick back and relax a little bit before the action. Well, I like to sit back with a bowl of only green jelly beans and uh, just kind <laughs> of uh, eat those one by one as I rehearse my lines. And then I, uh, oftentimes I just, well, I go into a little, uh, how do you say, uh, a little bit of a headspace where I just remember how much I hate Bill Murth. <laughs> <laughs> to accentuate this point more, you are saying this while covered in green grimer paint. Because as we remember, your role is a currently that of a uh, non-speaking ghostly apparition. Well, that explains the green jelly beans, you see. I like to get inside the character. <laughs> I like to get as green as I can and as gelatinous as one can get in this role. It used to be a very much more... Uh, well, I had a lot more lines, but apparently this Bill Murth has taken them away from me into this slimish kind of a character. Uh, I like to get inside of his head a little bit, just kind of mess around a little. I like to know the Slimer. You learned early on you can't just, like, cram your face like Grimer with the green jelly beans. You have to... What do you mean I haven't tried? I've tried, okay? It's just not easy. <laughs> I uh, says as his uh, dragonborn tongue snakes around a green jelly bean, bringing it into his mouth as he's having a conversation with this fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, uh, your door is kicked open and a panicked gonk holskin stumbles into your dressing room. Looks like he's being chased. Oh, hell, Roger. Roger, no. Oh, hell. Okay, uh, these two guys bumped into my shell on, on purpose. I don't know what they were doing, but they did it, and they bumped into it, and now they're unconscious and bleeding from the ears. Well, I do say, old boy, <laughs> it looks like you're quite in a pickle or perhaps a green bean jam. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, why don't you get over here and get underneath my uh, cloak? I'll disguise you. 
Why the hell's you painted green anyway? Listen, it's sometimes best not to ask these questions, you see. I am getting into character. This is what we do as thespians. Uh, should I hide these two bodies somewhere, or what? No, no, just stand as still, and I will cover you with my cloak. Uh, he'll run <laughs> behind Roger. Because you are wearing the cloak, nobody really knows. They know that they can't find the two of the actors. The show's about to start in 30 minutes. They can't find two of the actors. One of them was seen unconscious on top of this nine-foot-tall abomination running around backstage that now nobody can find for some reason. You have stashed the bodies, correct? Yes, yeah, of course. All right, excellent. At that point, interrupting your conversation, your door kicks open again, Rogar, and that's when you see the director. Guys, I'm freaking out. I, I, I can't find two of the actors. We got 30 minutes to go on. I need two of our main characters. We need somebody to fill in. Rogar, I, I, I listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wanted you to play the character of Faye Rains for this. I really did. But like, uh, but but Bill Kushmarath thought you'd be better as Slimer, and you know, people just love him. So I just I went with that. I'm sorry, but it, it, I know it's short notice. But do you think you could fill in for for one of the the ghoul busters? I mean, I am no one's understudy. But however, in efforts to save the show, I will do so for you. But uh, please note that next time, I do expect to have a. Uh, well, a larger dressing room. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Anything you want next time. We're, we're, we're sorry. We're sorry. We, you know, we, we, of course, we'll get you the better roll next time. I'm very sorry. I must say, these amount of jelly beans are making me a little bit ill in the tummy. I'm sorry. Would you like me to administer Heimlich or something? Would you like me to get do something your to help hands you? off of me, man? Just move <laughs> on. Yes, sir, sorry, sir. <laughs> but, but we still have. There's still one more. We don't have any more actors. All the actors are gone. Uh, they, they, you know, it's very hard to find them in this ward, this USO show. Uh, we need one more. Is there somebody who has any acting experience to play one more of the Ghoulbusters? I will do my absolute best to find somebody for you. What I want you to do is go outside of that <laughs> door, and I want you to count to the number 12. And upon the number 12, re-enter the door, and you shall see what I find. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'm used to dealing with actors. Absolutely so, right away. What an amazing talent you are. And uh, the director turns around, walks outside the door, counts to 12, and comes back in. At that point in time, I pull off the cloak and tell Gonk, Well, my friend, it's the time you got into acting. <laughs> we need you. Well, I'll, should I tell him that I'm some sort of actor? I, I, I kind of look like this guy, Barry Barrara. He played Turtle on Entourage. <laughs> I do remember that script, yes. I was uh, supposed to be cast for the role, but I don't fit into large old cars, apparently. It's uh, something of my stature. Yes, I think it's time that you take your limelight and jump into the stage. Oh, I, oh hell, I, I can't wait. It, it, it was actually Tortoise from group of guys that hang out together. <laughs> from Posse. It was Tortoise from the movie Posse. Oh, oh yeah, it was Tortoise from Posse. <laughs> the director's not in the room. He's finishing counting to 12. 10, 11. <laughs> I was at 8. Now what comes up? 7. Oh, I'm bad at this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so nervous. I had so much on my mind. I'm so stressed out. I'm dealing with actors. 7, 8. Line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, the director comes back in. Um, okay, um, uh, what did you want to show me? Well, I believe I may have just once again saved the show. <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to, uh, well, to a wonderful actor. He's a little bit, uh, new, if you will, but he has great promise. Let me introduce you to Gonk. 
Oh, you look like that guy, uh, Tortoise, from that show Posse. Uh, well, that's because I did such a good acting job. That 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 was me. I, I'm Barry Barrera from the show Posse. You know, I play Tortoise. Roll a deception check. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my act is not too bad. That was a 17. Oh, wow. Barry, the, the years have not been kind to you. I'm, I'm sorry, that's rude of me to say. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll get you into makeup right now. Come on, there's bird shit on your shell. We got to get you out of this. Let's. I, I was a tortoise playing a human pretending to be a tortoise. I, I don't understand. How the Academy continues to overlook you. I'll never know. Uh, makeup, please, makeup. Gonk is whisked away into makeup. So it is, uh, and the director leaves. It is now just Rogar in his dressing room. Just as your door closes and you're grabbing jelly beans and beginning to get into your acting zone again, your door is kicked open for a third time, Rogar. You know, I really must say, there needs to be more repair done on these doors. Everybody keeps knocking in. So much damage done to the hinge on this door, it doesn't even shut well anymore. You know, this is supposed to be a green room, and this is why there's green jelly beans, and you keep putting your footprint on my green. At this point, you hear the voice that you will never forget. Bill Cush Marath. <laughs> you part stealing hack. You found a way to con your way up the ladder. I don't know what you did to those other two actors, but I never thought you'd be underhanded enough to uh, attack an actor who, you know, wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> you turn around and you see Bill Cush. He has his martini. He's in a robe that's over his ghoul buster costume, by the way. Mmm. Well, I must say there, Bill, it's been quite some time, and uh, all I have to do when I attack another... I mean, uh, all I would do is just think of attacking you, and then <laughs> any target would be easy. But in this case, that's not what I did. I was just letting you know what I might do, or if I was. It's an acting trick. No, I get it. You're not smart enough to pull that off. I, I, I would have to think somebody else. Whoever took out the other two actors is probably some genius or something. Somebody operating on another level of, uh, of consciousness with how intelligent they are. Those two actors were, were, some, were some sharp cookies. I doubt they could be taken out by you, Rogar. Oh, hell, I feel like the prettiest princess ever. This is great. <laughs> oh, you, they put you right next to the makeup room. <laughs> nice. You don't have to walk far. Listen, I don't know what the hell you did to get on this, but you're not going to upstage me out there, right? It's going to be you and me on that stage. I want you to know that it's Bill Cush's show, you know? It's not It's not going to be uh, Rogar's show. It's always Rogar's show. Go ahead, Bill. Tell me what you were thinking. <laughs> you can take the lead on this one, but I promise you, you slip up and I will be there. You think you're so smart. You know, you're so pretentious. Do you even remember me from way back when? Back in the community theater we were in, you th you would get all the rules. You you thought you were too cool. Well, I heard you make your deal with Glacia. I was listening. I was going to come up and ask you for some acting tips, even though you were a dick to me. And I heard you asked and sell your soul to be the world's greatest actor. And I am. And you are, but guess what? I sold my soul right afterwards. Guess what I wanted? To be the world's most loved actor. And that's why you can't get me roles. I've been taking them all. People love me. People love Bill Cush Murath. Yeah, I don't have the range of emotion that you do. I can't do that. What's the point of being dramatic? I just want to make people laugh. And I just sell my soul to do that. You and your drama, baby, just makes people sad. Who wants to feel sad? <laughs> and he sips his martini. You got one upped. 
Yeah, well, this is the type of situation where you will learn, my friend. A deal with Glassy is a deal that you never want to make. I've made mine, and you have made yours. Now it's time to see who is the actual champion of Thespian. <laughs> I remember you, you little pissant. You were nothing then, and you are nothing now. Sure, they may love you, but I have range. For a moment, after showcasing your range and showing that you can hop from anger to sadness to morose in one paragraph, you see for the first time the confidence on Bill Cush's face, that unshakable confidence, cracks starting to form on that facade. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Listen, at the, when we go out there, you could do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, the audience is going to be loving me. Oh, they may love you, but... <laughs> Time will heal all wounds, and I let you know this. Given amount of time, I believe your true self shall pop right on through. It doesn't matter what Glacia has done. You were an ass then, and you're an ass now. In other words, your crack of your ass is being shown. <laughs> Ooh, wait, I need to rewrite that well, one. I'm an ass who's getting booked. I'm an ass who's topping headlines, who's an A-list actor. At that point, your door is kicked open for a fourth time. And you see Gonk all done up in makeup. You know, I really ought to change the hinges on this thing and make it more of like a western door swinging type of yeah. thing, I think. At this point, the door is kind of hanging on one hinge. <laughs> oh, oh, Roger, I saw all these footprints on the door. I just figured this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Gonk's uh, done up in makeup. The bird shit's cleaned off his shell. He's wearing his ghoul buster costume. This is the prettiest Gonk you've ever seen. Well, I do say, old boy, look at you. You've cleaned up rather nicely. <laughs> and I mean that literally. You used to have poop on your back. Oh, shucks, Roger. That's the nicest thing you said. When are we supposed to get these uh, nuclear bomb things on our back that you shoot the magic rays out of? Well, I shoot my own rays, but in this particular case, we will, we will use a prop for you. <laughs> I believe we're getting those soon. Uh, excuse me, sorry, Mr. Tortleman. We, uh, we were having a long rivalry thing happen. Uh, you got interrupted something. Mr. Gonk, allow me to introduce you to one of the most vile creatures you will meet in all of acting. This is Bill. Bill Murrath. He needs no introduction. Oh, yeah, I've seen you in some of their movies. That, you're a special kind of actor. I just, I love you even though your lack of talent. You just make me want to watch more and more of your films. <laughs> lack of talent. <laughs> Perhaps you didn't see my uh, cameo in Ghoulland. <laughs> Possibly one of the best cameos out there. I mean, come on, I just showed up and was just myself. I mean, come on, who nails that? Bill, let's be honest. You play the same role in every movie you're in. It's just a matter of different clues. I give the people what they want, baby. Uh, at that point, a door is kicked open. But when you uh, see it this time, it is a canary. This canary... I must admit, the ad bar green rooms are really subpar. <laughs> you ask for just a little bit of personal space and everybody comes in and kicks in your door. This is just how doors are opened in the city of Adbar. The dwarves are a very blunt people. It does no longer say push on the door, it must say kick. A canary is in the doorway, uh, but then the canary transforms into Miss Caitlin. Miss Caitlin, as you guys know, is Glacia. Glacia takes many forms, your mutual agent, as well as Miss Caitlin. I chose Miss Caitlin because she has the funniest voice out of all of them, of all of those incarnations. Oh, hello, boys. Can't have you fighting. We're all on the same team, Team Glacia. Put away those eldritch blasts. Mm. She starts stiffing around the room and she zones in on Gonk. Ooh, you have the mark of greatness about you. I smell Eldath's taint upon you. Hmm. 
Oh, I, I, I don't. I hope I don't have anybody's taint on me. I just got all cleaned up. Oh, how droll. She thinks to a second and says, Hmm, Mr. Rogar, I've been thinking. I only need one champion. And right now, um, you're kind of second fiddle. So I'm going to do this. What if we went to double or nothing for your soul? Yes, you have my attention now, Glassier, you bitch. Oh, I know hell. you don't appreciate... I know you're a little raw that our deal didn't work out quite the way you want. So I will give you the opportunity to win your soul back. But because I'm being so generous, I would need something in return of great value if you lost whatever this competition is. And what would that be? Love I would like a third champion, if possible. And I think the greatness on your friend here is just the type of muscle we're looking for Team Classia. Hmm. You bring up a very interesting situation here for me. <laughs> I have my newfound friend, of which I don't know very well, versus my <laughs> soul. Hmm. Go on, what more? Well, last time you tricked me into something like this. Tell me more of the details before I agree to giving up this man. This turtle. Well, I was thinking well, I would like to have this champion thing locked up tonight, and there's a play tonight. So I was thinking, your champion, you versus my champion, Mr. Marath here. We would uh, go through the play, and whoever elicited the best reactions from the audience, whoever stirred their emotions, whoever the audience preferred, would win at the end of the night. Whoever's the best performer. Well, I'm going to think this through a little bit better than I did the last time. Do you have any level of control on this audience? I am bound. I am not a chaotic evil entity. I am bound by certain rules. Well, then let's make a rule right now. You are not allowed to control this audience in any way, shape, and or form. Deal. I will abstain from my influencing the audience, the panel, in any way. The judges, of course. I want this to be natural and all natural, like vegan or maybe gluten-free deal or, you know, I'm not quite sure what that means, but I understand it's we very big. We can negotiate big your writer to include whatever level of green vegan M&Ms you would prefer. Or jelly beans. Well, I'm getting a little tired of the green ones. But yes, yes, I understand what you're saying. And uh, they, I do enjoy lime? my writer. Were they key lime pie, by the way? What was the, what was the flavor of the <laughs> green can mean a lot of things. <laughs> we will figure that one out on my writer. Uh... I will decide later, <laughs> I won't tell you now, as that uh, amount of pause is, well, dramatic. So yes, I believe we can I believe we can put up together a deal here and save my soul from you, you horrible wench of a While it is lovely that you said that, I do there are rules that bind these types of agreements. I do need some level of consent between the third party. I pull Gonk over to the side and explain to him some of the details of this well, uh Demona deal, if you will. Is Gonk paying attention, by the way? Gonk's over trying to fix the door and, like, <laughs> put it back on its hinges, <laughs> trying to, like, just kick the hinge back into place. I'll, I, I gotta make this door back good for kicking, you know? I, 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 it's gotta be kicked in at least one more time, y'all. Oh, he's beautifully simple, too. Oh, those are the best minions. Oh, minion? What? What? I, <laughs> that despicable me, a great... <laughs> it was a great one. <laughs> he has a minion tattoo on his shell. I say, Gonk, 
Well, it seems as though we are in quite the quandary here, you see. I have a, uh, well, a mission that I've been on to save my soul. Well, I believe you can play an integral part in this. You see, I'm going to battle my nemesis, Bill Nareth, in a, well, an acting, uh, an act-off, if you will. And once I win, I will reclaim my soul. Now, there is a little bit of a downside to this deal, which is, well, if, uh, if I seem less than, uh, oh, how's the word I'm going to say? Well, if I lose, uh, Glacia, this, uh, agent bitch of mine, wants to take your soul in its place. <laughs> so I know you're not very, uh, long on your soul these days, right? How do you feel about helping me out and let's, let's create one of the greatest acting environments ever. Let's really put on a play. We'll put on a show. A show that they will never forget. In which case, I will win my soul and you shall be my, uh, well, my cohort. Wow, hell, I I consider you a great friend by now, and, and you a famous actor, too. I, I'd be... I have to do my honor-bound thing and protect my friends, of course. If that takes my soul on the line, I'm sure Captain Mal will be fine with that. Uh, through your tinfoil hat, you hear, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's that, see, it, it, voice in the sky says she's fine with that. Well, I promise you, old boy, I will do my absolute best to make sure that your soul is not taken like mine. But that being said, I believe we can, well, we can create quite a duo. You got any tips on this acting thing before we do it? I, I told the guy that, I'm sorry, are they still in the room before I say this? Yeah, they're, they're both in the room watching. We're going to say you guys did a sidebar. <laughs> so you guys are... Can you give me some tips on this acting thing before we uh, get on over there? One of the best pieces of advice that I can give to you is come, just really get into the character. And by that, I mean, pretend your, uh, well, your little tail off, okay? Just everything about you, don't do. Everything about the character, you do. A am I going to be playing Winston? Or are you going to be playing Winston? And who's going to be playing, uh, uh, Ray? Well, that is a lovely question. Let's go to the, uh, let's go to the director and find this one out before we, uh, get it together there. Because I quite quietly don't know. I'm ready for all acting experience. I will give you a choice here. You can A, do Ray, or you can do Winston. Now, um, Winston was never really fleshed out as a character in the movie very well, so you could kind of make it yours. Winston was going to be just as much a part of the scene, unlike in the movie, make, you could be Winston if you wanted. Otherwise, I'm going to give you opportunities as Ray. Well, I am going to pick Ray, and I will let him be Winston as, uh, as it's not quite as well defined, so therefore they'll give much more uh, character range and allow Gonk to really just uh, fuck it up. What um, I want you right, to do is really get into this and really just make him you. I, 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 I think I can do that. I, I, I'll look at the show notes and, and, and figure out what I can do. Oh, hell, Gonk, what have you got yourself into, boy? So, is that an agreement, boys? Can I, um say that uh, we have a deal? I will win back my soul and you have a deal. There's no way that I can't be out hurt. <laughs> oh wait, there's no way I can be. Anyway, I will win. Well, well, we shall see. Well, um, let us prepare. By the way, good luck learning your lines in 20 minutes before the show, Rogar. <laughs> and she turns into a canary and flies away. Bill Cush raises his martini. <laughs> Break a leg, you piece of shit. <laughs> and he uh, walks out. Your door is kicked open once again. 
Oh, hey, I just fixed that thing. <laughs> I swear the next time that I get one of these, I'm moving to a curtain. You turn around in frustration and your breath is taken away. You see a face you haven't seen for a long time, Rogar. You see the face of a beautiful fire genasi. She is somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, you see Zabby Rose, a fire genasi, humanoids that have the element of fire with them. So she looks like Sigourney Weaver, but with a reddish skin, beautiful fiery red eyes, hair that flows like a cascading flame. These flames will not hurt you, uh, but this is just her aesthetic. Well, of course they won't hurt me. I'm a golden dragon. <laughs> Dragonborn, excuse me. And I must say, she is, well, fire. Why did you guys end? Well, it's probably because of my uh, focus on my career over focus on my relationships. You see, if you want to be the greatest, you have to sacrifice. And one of those things in sacrifice is sometimes you have to leave love behind in order to grab the, well, the... The love and adore adoration of those who are your audience. And in my case, I wanted more fans, more likes, and my Instagram page needed more followers. <laughs> she walks up and slaps you. You know what that was for. Mm, I must admit, the feel of your touch is almost as lovely as the sting of your slap. What the hell was that? No, 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 this is one that I've earned. It's quite fine, trust me. Uh, She's lucky I don't get a fire extinguisher and lay into her ass. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I can assure you that this man deserved it. Uh, Gunk will then slap him on the face as well. <laughs> to defend a woman's honor, then. <laughs> He'll slap him. <laughs> Rogar's head spins for a second like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. Well, I didn't see that one coming, but yes, yes, I guess that is... I guess we're all even now. He did just trick this guy into sacrificing his soul, perhaps, for him. Yes, that was a stout slap you have there. I believe you might be able to make it into the Russian slapping championships after this. A dragonborn tooth is spit out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lady, you just tell me if he needs another one. Uh, we'll talk. I Listen, there's something I wanted to say. Um, yes. I know things ended badly between us, and I'm really sorry that your career has kind of been in the shitter lately, but... I just want you to know that Bill Cush is a huge jerk. The only reason I got this acting gig was to really rub it in your face, because he knew it would hurt you. And so I just want you to know that I, I don't like to play into his mind games. And um, I want you to know that despite all the bad blood, I hope you've grown as a person, and I look forward to acting with you. Well, I must say there, you know, you've always captured my heart, and uh, it was one of my great... Uh... Well, it was one of the great errors that I've made, you see. I made this deal with a... Well, anyway, I won't get into all the details, but... It hurts a lot knowing that you married him and that, uh... I really do appreciate you coming over here and reminding me of... Not only how beautiful you are, and it really has sparked the flames of my love for you once again, but... I think that we can... I think we can work together well on this one. And, uh, let the bygones be bygones, right? Yes? <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that I think it would be great if you upstaged him today. And I, I know you, you never agreed with this, but I think it could work really well for you tonight. I think you should go off script. You know, you just got this role. You could really show him up, really play to the crowd. You know, I really think that, like, if you were to make this character your own and step on his lines, I think you could really make him look like a dick. 
And after he cheated on me all those times, I really hope, I think we could pull this off. I do believe I read in a play once that hell hath no fury like a woman's scorn, and if you did well love me once, then I hope that you will at least carry some level of uh, emotions for me once again, and that, that you have no level of deception. You see, the last deal I've made with a woman was Glacia, and uh, she took my soul, almost like you took my heart, baby. <laughs> you sold your soul? You know what? I, I have so many questions about that, but I should go. We should prepare for the play. And it was good seeing you too. Gonk, I'll take that slap now. All hail, here it comes. <laughs> I, wait, wait, I roll before me a, you... Roll me a strength check. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, that would be a 14 plus 5 for a 19. Oh, no. Wait, gonk, gonk, no, don't, uh, get over. You hear, as you close the door, you hear a dragonborn body thud and hit the ground. All right, so we're going to cut now to the play. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the mechanics for this. This play has five acts. Uh, this play, unlike other plays, oh my God. <laughs> has five acts. <laughs> <laughs> this is this a seven-day play? This play is uh, loosely based upon the movie Ghostbusters, but uh, that movie has several key scenes throughout it where I'm going to toss our actors into several of these key scenes. They are going to say what they would do during this scene, and then we're going to roll for it. Now, if you rolled well, now you can put you could do several things. If you do something that puts Bill Cush at disadvantage, Gonk can do something to help you roll at advantage. Or if you just have an inc a very funny idea that you want to make this movie that's ours, your own, I can give you advantage. Each scene, we're going to roll and we're going to see how much the audience loved you versus Bill Cush. Is this just a straight D20 not, roll or is it modifiers based on what we're doing? It's going to be performance rolls. Uh, so I should just lend my assistance to Rogar whenever possible, basically is what you're saying. You don't have his natural charisma on stage, but if you do roll well, the audience will notice that there was a standout amongst the guy who played Winston Zedmore. He brought a lot of comedy to the role. <laughs> you know, something. Total from Posse was very, uh, poisonable. Lights fade in the Dwarven Theater. Steampunk stage lights can light, light up a red curtain as it raises. The play opens up. We're going to go behind stage. Uh, is there anything you're saying to Gonk to uh, pep him up for his first scene? Well, of course, I wouldn't let my old chap there uh, run into the situation unmotivated. Gonk, I really want you to, uh, well, I want you to breathe in the, the brevity of the situation. I want you to feel the, uh, the emotions that run through you as you do this. And I also want you to know that your job is to help me shine. I'll, I will do that. The emotion that runs through me the most, though, is usually rage and anger. Uh, should I take that into my acting performance? <laughs> <laughs> we will find a way to harness that rage, even into, uh, maybe even into areas that rage isn't necessary. But yes, I believe we will find a way for you to uh, crush the situation, if you will. Oh, hell, here goes nothing. Uh, we're going to say, though, that as as this is going on, Rogar has a black eye from the slap. Yes. Yes, yes, your rage is quite quite impressive. I must need uh, much more makeup due to this situation there. And, uh, 
By the way, next time she enters a room, don't feel the need to slap me. Uh, Stagehand is like rubbing makeup all over Rogar as he's giving this pep talk, trying to, what happened? What happened? Well, you see, my uh, my character here has a, a friend, if you will, in Gonk, and he is, well, he's fueled by rage, and it's a very powerful emotion. So much so that I need more powder on my eye. Genius. I've, I've never heard of this acting technique. This is brilliant. I love it. You're, you're, uh, it's an honor to work with you. I think they call it methodical acting. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think they call it Methodist acting. Yes. It is a bit of a, a bit of a religious twinge to it, yes, yes. Oh hell. The play begins. They're going through the scenes, they're introducing the characters. The play is going on off without a hitch. The library scene in this. In this scene, our heroes, the ghoulbusters, are underneath the Duke's Court Public Library, as it is rumored to be haunted by a ghoulish specter. This is early in the story where our heroes aren't necessarily the heroes yet, they don't have their tools, and they're trying to learn more about this ghoulish entity. As our actors, three of which who are Rogar, Bill Cushmarath, and Gonk, as they approach the ghoul, what do you guys do? This is a situation where I believe that if there's a trouble in front of us, I will push Bill to the front and uh, take uh, take refuge behind, uh, well, my very large uh, Winston friend here. Right, so you push Bill Cushmarath. <laughs> oh, getting handsy. Uh, uh, hey, hey, lady. Um, you new around here? The ghoul doesn't respond. Well, in this particular case, I'm going to use one of my spells. I'm going to use my mage hand as it's in range and as this sliming uh, ghoul decides to go hit Bill, I'm going to give him quite a push so that it won't be just a, a hit. It will be quite the shove, almost to the uh, almost to the power level of, uh, well, gonk slap on my face. I really want him to give it to him. I love it. Okay, so you're going to, uh, there, there. you know that there is a choreograph to this attack, and you're going to mess it up so that Bill takes a shot to the face. Oh, yes, I want him to, uh, I want him to look almost like uh, one of those raccoon creatures. I want him hit very, very hard. Excellent. So that's what you're going to do. Oh, no, I'm going to stand there and enjoy all of the glory of watching my nemesis get punched in the face. If you will. <laughs> okay. I love it. Uh, Bagonk, what are you doing? I'm going to wait for the moment where she starts shushing us for Bill making all that noise. And then when... Uh, Bill continues to make noise from falling down or bumping into shelves, and she starts to turn and scream. Gonk's going to rage and call the lightning down upon him as he directs Rogar to jump on his shoulder and begin shooting this creature. I love it. Okay. You know what? I'm going to say that uh, Bill Cush was intending to make a series of witty remarks that would, uh, like, he's going to do the what thing he does. He was just going to act cool as a cucumber and try to make witty remarks as this ghoul attacked them. However, I will say that it is very difficult. He's been thrown off his game plan. We'll roll and we'll see how it resolves. Now, Bill Kush will be rolling at disadvantage. You can roll at advantage, Bill Kush. I'm sorry, uh, Rogar. How dare you call me that scoundrel? A, uh, a performance check, if you will. Okay, and I'm rolling my d20? Yes, sir, yes, sir. I rolled an 18... Plus my... What am I adding to this again? I'm sorry. Performance. Uh, your performance. Oh, hail. That's for a total of uh, 
23. All right, you rolled a 23. Bill Cush rolled a 14. Of course he did. <laughs> so we're going to say the way that this plays out is that uh, you push him up. We're going to say with a 14, he uh, says, getting handsy there, Rogar. Getting handsy there. Uh, come on, team. And the audience kind of chuckles. You know, he maybe gets some chuckles because it was him saying it, but it really wasn't that funny of a line. You guys continue to advance. You know, the ghost tells you to Bill Kush to shut up. It finally, it springs to attack. When it springs to attack, Rogar, you use your mage hand and push Bill Kush into the ghost hand. The ghost makes, I'm going to go ahead and roll the d20. We're going to see what happens. Roll the nine. Uh, it makes decent contact with his face. It, it certainly looked really clumsy and shitty. It looked like Bill Kush was a bad actor right there. It takes one to the face. Then you jump on Gonk's shoulders and you call down lightning and run away afraid. Well, I called Roger up to my shoulders to do whatever he was going to do, like whether that's be the proton pack or whatever. You're able to save the scene, though, because uh, you guys were supposed to be running away. But now with one of the actors kind of near unconscious and the actor playing the ghoul kind of having to improv this scene, um, you guys uh, with Rogar on Gonk shoulders uh, save the scene by shooting the villain with proton packs, which you guys had not invented yet in the story yet, by the way. But the audience is too blown away. The spectacle, the lightning being called down, the the audience is blown away. They are clapping. They're like, this is uh, like the, the Fast and the Furious crowd. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, look at that. <laughs> lightning, lasers, <laughs> Not too bad for a saucier from down on San Antonio, ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> and Bill Kush kind of gets up looking embarrassed, like, yeah, you know, some of us stick to the script, you fucking assholes. You, some of us. <laughs> I don't read scripts. Scripts read me. <laughs> the scene closes out. The stagehands get to work resetting the scenery. You go backstage. Bill Kush just stares daggers at you, Rogar. Is that ever going to play it? Okay, it's ever going to play it. All right. You're a dragonborn man. Who you going? You're going to learn the word play in many more ways today. <laughs> Bill Kush knows that this first round clearly went to you. Um, we open up on the second scene. As you do this, I look over to Glacia and I lick my finger and leave a small, scoldering mark in the air of a one. This red one burns in the air for just a second. As you can see it, she simmers with rage. Ooh, ooh, I'm going to torture both of you as my minions. You're going to have to work very hard to get into my good graces. This scene, you know, the audience has been through it. This is the hotel scene. The scene where you guys are very first the ghoul busters. Ah, yes, the crossing of the streams. All of you are in the room. You guys are hunting this, this Grimer character, a character that you... Rogar spent time with you have you have method acted Grimer your stomach is still full of green jelly beans even though you're not playing this part anymore this is the scene where Bill Kush is supposed to be slimed I have the the essence of Grimer inside of me if you will you know that this is actually a really big scene for Bill Kush he's hoping that this goes really well for him this is a scene for him to deliver a lot of comedic lines and hopefully get the audience on his side how do you uh, plan on this scene happening? Uh, this is all of you are there. You all are in different parts of the hotel, which is simulated on the stage. And Grimer is staring at Bilka. She's getting ready to charge. The understudy, by the way, you would do this totally different. You are grading this understudy on Grimer hard. 
Well, he's never really taken in the essence of this once again. He doesn't feel what makes Grimer Grimer. Why is Grimer doing what he is doing, you see? What is the relationship to Grimer and his mother? But I have a plan up my sleeve, if you will. <laughs> you see, I've armed my blaster. Even though they'll be using special effects on the other ones, I'm going to be using my Eldred's blast in this one. <laughs> so you're going to shoot Bilkush? Oh, or yes, right. Grimer? Oh, no, <laughs> I'm going to accidentally Grimer. miss Grimer, and I'm going to aim right for Bill Cush's ass. Okay, all right. The intent of which is to hit him in the ass and slam him into Grimer, versus Grimer slamming into him. Excellent. Gonk, what are you doing during the scene? Well, shit, that totally disrupts my plan. I'm going to keep the scene the same. I'm going to inter- I'm going to use my danger sensibility as a barbarian to go and intercept Grimer going into Bill Cush assist in pushing Bill Cush into the Eldritch Blast sent by Rogar so that all three of us kind of hit at each other but Grimer hits me and the Eldritch Blast hits Bill Cush into Grimer. The three of us are part of the Grimer attack. He's not just going to steal his scene, he's going to steal his grime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, Bill Cush will roll a disadvantage because of what you're doing. I'm not going to say, I like your plan. I am not going to say that you get to roll at advantage, but Bill Cush rolls at disadvantage. Well, I'm quite excellent at my blast, so I'm glad that he's disadvantaged. I want a performance roll though, uh, a performance check, because uh, th this is a play. You know how to shoot, you know how to whatever, but this is uh, how well the acting is in the scene. This is, this is how well you're able to play off this not being an accident, that you're shooting an actor. Well, unfortunately, I am so wrapped up, if you will, in the lack of effort given by Grimer that it has affected my performance, and I've only rolled a two plus my five, breaking it out to seven. I rolled a 15 plus four for a 19 for my part of it. And you see, this is why we make a wonderful duo. <laughs> All right, uh, and I'm going to roll for Bill Kush. He, uh, he rolled a 16 and a two, so at disadvantage, he rolled like shit. Okay. Well, of course he did. He's not a real actor. So in this scene, Grimer is charging Bill Cush. Rogar sees this, uh, remembers that he was shot by uh, Bill Cush during dress rehearsals just yesterday at this very scene, sees the opportunity to take his revenge. Bill Cush is sitting there waiting to get slimed, waiting to deliver his crowd-stealing line. What'd you roll? You rolled an 18 on yours, Joe? I rolled a 15 plus four for a 19. You rolled a 19. He feels like he was hit by a goddamn freight train. Go ahead and roll me a d10. That's going to be how much damage Bill Cush takes. As Gonk, like an NFL linebacker, crushing a block or doing a crack block on somebody, just crushes Bill Cush, moves him out of the way. Gonk ends up getting slimed by this extra instead. Oh, 10. <laughs> nice. 10? Oh, shit, yeah. You it's going to be a real sure... Groundhog Day of pain for you. <laughs> <laughs> 10 damage, shit. All right, Bill Cush hits the ground hard. Uh, with an attack roll of two, though, we're going to say that your Eldritch Blast goes right over his head. Bill Cush, though, we're going to say that he has to pop his shoulder back into place. He stands back up. He's trying to deliver his line, but instead the audience is focused on Gonk, who's slimed. Gonk, what do you say? Oh, hell, I feel like we just went into the wrong kind of movie. This is one of them adult films now, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> the audience, uh, with an 18, the audience bursts into laughter. Bill Cush got out-funnied. 
by this new actor who people haven't seen since his role on Posse. But hey, I guess he, the audience loved that line. That's two for Team Gonk and Rogar. And after I bask in the glory of all of this laughter that I didn't earn, I look over to Glacia and once again take two fingers and leave the number two in a, in a little bit of flame with a little bit of smoke to add a little extra oomph. Rogar, when you look at Bilkush, this this feeling of confidence that he normally exudes is, is gone. You see him, he's starting to crack extras as they are coming by. Uh, he's not entertained with making them laugh. He's being short, he's yelling at them. You know, he's slapping his script around. When people come to refill his martini, he slaps at their hands and, I don't need another martini. I need to, all right, I need, I need to figure out a way to get this uh, this asshole to, 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 to abide by the script. You know, I mean, I, I'm supposed to be the star. He's attacking, ooh, ooh, Glacia. I'm sorry, I'll, I'll do better. <laughs> it appears the true Bill is coming forward now. I knew you couldn't keep this character of yourself up for long. Uh, all of you are standing above the actress, Zavi Rose. She is uh, laying down. She It's a scene where she's floating above the bed. For some reason, though, all of the ghoulbusters are there, not just Bill Cush. Well, it's because Bill is doing such a horrible job, we must be there to act him up. During this scene, you guys are talking to Zabby. She is putting on an incredible acting performance. You believe that she is possessed by Zool. She starts floating. Well, as hard as she is, are you sure the character's name isn't Drool? (laughs) (laughs) The character Egon reads his line dutifully and says, perhaps if there's a character here who has some sort of emotional connection with her, perhaps we could use that to drive Zool out. Basically, this is supposed to be a point where Bill Cush delivers a dramatic speech and solidifies himself as the love interest. You know that is the purpose of this line. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, is he still reeling in pain from uh, that wonderful hit that he taken in the last night? He's uh, holding the martini glass with his other hand and his uh, right arm, the one that he had to pop back into place, is uh, kind of hanging a little bit more limp. Well, I believe every single time that he takes a line, I'm going to use my mage hand and just kind of pull on that uh, that damaged uh, shoulder, if you will. Just kind of pull on his arm a little bit. <laughs> That's so devious. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Let's see how you do um, well with your lines when you're in pain. Gonk, what are you going to do? Gonk, seeing the love that was still in the air back in the green room after she kicked down the door, I think, for the sixth time is going to turn to once uh, Bill Cushman stumbles on a line is going to turn to Ray and the and the play and go it's as simple as pie man you plant your feet on the ground you look a square in the eyes and you say hey babe you and me is going on a date that's the end of story Gawk's voice got real <laughs> he's really taking to this acting I tell you he's quite the natural of a, uh, of I a don't drop junior. character to the DVD commentary <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was just thinking of that movie today, too. That's awesome. Oh, I fully plan on stealing this scene, of course. Give him advantage. I'll be pulling on his arm, and when the opportunity strikes, I may step on one of his lines and take it for my own. Bill Cush is going to roll at disadvantage because you're fucking with him. Um, You go ahead and roll. I'm going to assume that you're going to say something at some point. So go ahead and roll. Roll at advantage because Gonk's helping you. Mm -hmm. Roll for performance. Yeah, at advantage. Bill Cush rolled a 15 at disadvantage, so I hope you did good. Well, on my first one, I did a 4 plus my 5 performance for a 9, so I'm going to roll again. 
Your performance should be so much fucking higher. You would think so, and it is this second time around, you see. Sometimes I have to just kind of figure it out a little bit. This time I got a 16, which brings me to a total of 21. Okay, I love it. All right, uh, let's go ahead and act that out. We'll see what happens. As Dana, the character that uh, Zavi is playing, is floating off the ground, Bill Kush goes, uh, you know, uh, Dana, uh, are you there, Dana? There is no Dana. There is only Zool. And at right as Bill Kush is about to deliver his next line, uh, Rogar, you use your mage hand and tug on his dislocated shoulder. Uh, Dana, I'm going to... Ah! Ah! What the fuck? Ah! And you see he's like trying to slap away some imaginary image on his arm, like while trying to deliver his line. I don't want to talk to Zool. I want to talk to Dana. Ah! <laughs> Let me uh, answer that for you. You seem to be a little hung up there, my... Uh... Less than a capable uh, friend. <laughs> I don't want to talk to Dana. I want to talk to Zool. There is no Dana, only Zool. Where is the gatekeeper? Dana, I know that we have a past and uh, things haven't always been on the up and up with you and I, but I have to tell you that I... Well, much like the flame that engulfs you, it's the... Those flames have engulfed my heart as well, and I... Well, I love you. And I mean, I really love you, like almost as much as I love myself. <laughs> but it's times like this that I am reminded just how unbelievably wonderful you are. The audience, just like it's a, a soap opera, goes, <gasps> but they're hanging on every word because you're delivering it so well. And I know that you're possessed by a demon, but I must say, you're, you are possessing my heart as well. And I really want to, well, I want a future with you. Yes. Uh, roll me a perception check. Uh, that is an eight plus one, so it's uh, not bad. Her acting is so good, she sits there stone-faced. However, there are several tearing eyes in the audience. Bill Cush actually did a decent job acting his way through his pain, but he is very fucking frustrated now. You have stolen this scene from him and made him look like a dick again. That is three. Three points. In fact, at this point, Rogar... According to the terms of the deal, your soul is yours. But you still got to finish the competition. Well, if I don't want to just beat Bill Murray. I want to sweep him. <laughs> I want to take every victory that I can and let Garcia know just how much of a bitch she is. And I also want to remind Bill that he's just a sputtering little punk when it comes to things like this, you see. You can never mess with a golden dragonborn, boy. <laughs> Bill Cush's face after this scene is pale white. He knows that he has failed his master. You have failed. As you guys are preparing for the next scene, the scenes change. You notice that Bill Kush, his look of confidence is completely gone. He is stone white. He looks like a man who has seen his own death. Glacia is stewing with rage in the audience. They, as they prepare for the last scene, this is the scene in the movie where uh, you guys are all convincing the mayor why you guys are heroes and you need to step up. This would be a great chance for an actor to deliver rousing and heroic speech about allowing them to save the city from ghouls that have infested it. Bill Cush was supposed to give this scene, but uh, you notice that as the scene starts, Bill Cush isn't on the stage with the rest of you. <laughs> the rest of the cast proceeds as normal. Well, yes, it is true. He is dickless. <laughs> The mayor is yelling at, I had Mayor LaGuardia in my living room for 20 minutes last night. And Mayor LaGuardia 
of Duke's court has been dead for 20 years. Now you tell me why this is happening, Mr. Coolbusters, and what can I do to stop it? I'm not going to be the mayor who let Duke's court fall. Absolutely not, you see. If you don't act now, this is a this is a way for you to not only save the city, but also save all of those constituents who are out there voting, you know. <laughs> because if you don't, let me just tell you, it is madness out there. It's cats and dogs living together. Bill Cush, somewhere off stage, sees that you delivered his line possibly better than him. We're going to see what the dice say. Gonk, what do you do during this scene? Can I see Bill Cushman Marath off stage? Give me a perception check. A 10 plus 6 for a 16. You do not. It's a good roll. You can sense him. Your your total senses are tingling. <laughs> you sense him around. In fact, with a perception check, you might even sense that perhaps he's up to no good with your total senses. Then I'm going to look at Rogar. Oh, shit, man. I, feel, I see the ghost over here. And he's going to run off stage and look for a Bill Cushman and allow him to, to shine in the spotlight by himself. The, the actor who's playing the mayor, yes, ands you. If that's Mayor LaGuardia, tell him I'm I'm in a meeting. I thought we, I thought you was Mayor LaGuardia. No, no, that was the ghost of the mayor I was talking to for 20 minutes last night. No, no, uh, I I apologize. This has been confusing for everyone. Just go tell him to meeting 20 minutes. Oh, I'm so, oh, God, the voters are going to hang me. Oh, shit, you got it. I, I'll be back. <laughs> and he runs off stage. So I would like to look for him as I go off stage. I'm looking just to talk to him. He could still be up to his nefarious deed, but is he in like eyesight where I could approach him to... Th this is where Gonk's at. He knows that they've won the bet at this point, but he is also kind and caring. He doesn't want to see another person go be doomed to hell. So he would like to give uh, Bill Cushman maybe a, a speech of confidence. Uh, to try to get him back out on stage to finish the play and put on the, the best performance that they can to maybe resist Glacia at the end. Okay, so we're going to say as this speech is happening, as, as um, go ahead and roll me, because uh, we're doing this one differently now. Dave, go ahead and roll me a d20 and add your performance check. We're going to see how well your speech goes to the mayor. Uh, we're going to assume that you improvise. He's using like monologues from other movies. <laughs> Coffee is for closers, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Put that coffee down. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> Deep down, you need this me on that wall. You want me on that wall. <laughs> you like apples? How about these apples? I got a number. <gasps> the audience is enraptured. <laughs> I rolled an 18 plus 5 for 23. Yeah, we're going to say that happened. You were just enjoying the spotlight. You're running up the score on this speech. Uh, like uh, the audience, you know that you are putting on an acting highlight reel. So you're finding in ways to improv uh, different monologues from different other famous plays into this. I recognize my limelight and I am taking full advantage of the, the gaze of the spotlight being on me once again. Uh, we're going to say that now that you're off stage, yeah, you, uh, Gonk, you had a good perception check, and we're going to say that since you changed your vantage point, you can see him. He is climbing to get up above the stage, behind the stage. He's uh, climbing up the scaffolding. Bill, bring your ass down here. And he'll start climbing up the ladder with him. He's an actor who's uh, also in a robe and has had a lot of martinis. So we're going to say he doesn't, he's not going very fast. And you're a very, despite your weight, a very strong, powerful creature. You catch up to him very quickly. Look, Bill, we all trained actors, motherfucker. 
Time to man up. I ain't gonna sugarcoat it. Some of us might not make, make it out of this place alive. But we got, as actors, we swore to put on a performance and that's what we gonna do. Hell, if you put on a good enough performance, maybe we can save your ass from Glacier. It's time to get down there and do what you was paid to do and put on a show for all these folks out there. It's too late for me. There's, baby, there's no, you know, this town doesn't forgive somebody who's fair. Once you fall on this town, baby. You know, the world's about to end anyway, you know. <laughs> My soul's going to be tortured for all eternity. You know, what is, you know, what is one more acting performance? <laughs> Pump your brakes, kid. Use a national treasure. We need you now more than ever. Roll me a <laughs> persuasion really check. That's really fucking good. Unless you have another check you want to do, because that's, that's good. I like that. Oh, no. Uh, no, I do. Persuasion. I'm even going to give you advantage on this because I love that you have got. Like, this was a very creative solution. Can I do a performance? Since technically I'm still acting, I'm still in character as yes. Winston. So, with advantage, the first one was a 12 plus 4 for a 16. Next one is a 15 plus 4 for a 19. I was going to say it had to be high. All right. Um,. He, he, he kind of dries his tears for a second, and he looks and says, Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> the world's about to end. I'm about to be flayed for all eternity, you know, down in hell. So uh, this might be the last chance for me to really kind of go out on top. You know, this could be like the last moment I don't, I wasn't begging for it all to end. So I should probably take that, right? And not just feel sorry for myself. I'm Bill fucking Kushmarath. You're right. Thank you. Uh, Tortle doing a voice that I don't... It's an interesting choice. I, I love it. I'm just, uh, you, you seem to have changed voices halfway through the performance. I just think those are weird. Me? I know who I am. I'm the dude disguised as a dude playing another dude. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you're right. This this bullshit with Rogar, you know, we're all doomed. Whatever. He has his soul. He beat me. Fucking piece of shit. You know, I was a real dick to him, I suppose. Maybe it's not too late. Being an actor is no different than being a rugby player or a construction worker. Save the fact that for your tools are the mechanisms for triggering human emotion. Yeah, I never thought of it like that. You see, like, maybe that's maybe that's why you're such a good actor. You know, and I'm just the guy who does just one character over and over again. All right. So Bill Cush stops his plan to try and murder you halfway through <laughs> this performance. Um, you get the feeling he was going to try to uh, drop through the old candelabra, summoning the might of his demonic force to, in one final confrontation with you guys. <laughs> but I have this picture, I have this image in my mind of him just trying to dump a bucket of blood on me, a la, <laughs> a la Carrie style. He comes on stage with Gonk. Ah, we, we, we got that ghost over there. Hey, Mr. Mayor, how's it going? He is going to roll a d20 and he's going to try to salvage something. He rolled an 11. Point of order, uh, did I inspire him at all and give him advantage on that check with my rousing performance and speech? I th- I'd I say yes. You, I think you did. I'm a generous dungeon. I'm a generous dungeon daddy. Let's do this. <laughs> dungeon daddy. Nice. He rolled a natural 20. Okay. Son so, of uh, a Bill bitch. Bill Kush comes out and gives the acting performance of a lifetime for the first time, is able to access emotions on stage that he never could before. He gives a rousing speech to the mayor, telling how these ghouls are hurting everyday Duke's court citizens, and he could be somebody who could be the leader that this city needs, and he can change, and he could do it if he wants to, and it's never too late, even though things might seem doomed. Two people in the audience say, I need to call my son. You're right. (laughs) 
<laughs> Even though I don't like him, I do like the fact that he is part of the thespian world. I admire his work, even though I don't admire him. Well, it seems like you guys avoided a fight, or did you? We'll find out when we complete this play, the final act of the play, next time on Awful Neutral. Congratulations, you wonderful thespians. That was a fun adventure. Well, hey, I just try to do my best. I must say, Gonk, you really stepped up to the challenge. Playing not one, but two characters. Oh, shit, I forgot I don't stop to the DVD commentary. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> a rare breaking is... of character from him. Good thing this is an audio medium. There are some aspects about that character that could be considered questionable in a visual medium. We're not doing that one on the live stream. Well, certainly not in the climate of today. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Wright, killing it as Rogar. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me and uh, Dave Wright himself in the regular voice on uh, all things social media as The Right Dave, W-R-I-G-H-T, Dave. Excellent. And you can expect to hear Dave. I don't mean to let too much slip. There might be some bear action coming up on this podcast in the next month or two. Um, maybe Joe will tell you a little bit more. Uh, speaking of Joe, Joe Camacho playing Gonk Holskin. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at HotCop69, and you can find me on Discord in the Affiliates channel. I will post a link in my Twitter, and hopefully that'll get retweeted by the Awful Neutral account for the Discord for uh, all the Awful Neutral fans. I'm starting to post more and more art from the community and from Caleb and uh, from Xavier Illustrates, uh, so everyone can kind of see and picture, compare what they have in their heads to what other people are drawing and the artwork that's being put out there. And please feel free to submit your own art as we're always looking for more. We are also planning a honey heist at the end of the month, loosely based on CIA-based movies. So if it's a multi-parter, you might actually get a couple different movies in here. And the first one may be loosely based on a movie in the Fast and Furious movie chain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I've been your Dungeon Master, Damian Mercado. Uh, if you like this podcast, check out Science Faction. It's a comedy science podcast. Uh, it's a bit, if you like the humor of this podcast, but like hearing about science stuff instead of rolling dice, check it out, Science Faction. And that has been our show. Thank you very much for listening. If you want to support the show, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps people find the show. Or support us on Patreon. We love you guys. Uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.